Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. Now, we've all lost power before because of storms, floods, down power lines, or countless other scenarios, but few of us are truly prepared beyond flashlights or generators. But today's guest spent his career living off the grid, and his company, Ghost Sun, develops off-grid solar solutions for cooking, cooling, phone charging, lighting, and now they're developing water purification and shelter uh, products for water uh, purification and shelter. And what I find interesting is their products are marketed both for recreation, camping and the like, and for power outages, disaster relief, and developing countries that have minimal power infrastructure. It's my distinct pleasure to welcome GoSun's CEO, Patrick Sherwin. Patrick, um, welcome aboard. And when I was taking a gander at your story and background, one of the more interesting tidbits was when you apparently spent 40 days uh, living through the winter in Cincinnati, cooking all meals exclusively on solar power. So I've done my fair share of camping, but that's pretty extraordinary. Can you tell us a little more about your experience? <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Yeah, um, you know, I wanted to commemorate my 40th birthday with something. And so I, I self-imposed a uh, solar-only diet that includes uh, nothing but food cooked on on solar ovens. Um, I'm a little crazy about using the sun uh, to fuel our lives. And so um, I was initially fairly nervous. Luckily, the trip started out in the southeast for the first 10 days or so. I was on a road trip in uh, New Orleans, Mississippi, Florida. And that enabled me to to find some sunshine through the months of February and March because uh, in the Midwest, sun is often difficult to find there. And um, I, I was so nervous. I was found cooking in parking lots, you know, absorbing every little bit of sunshine I could to create some leftovers. Uh, but it, it, all in all, the, tr the, the whole experience, it was video blogged, uh, and I posted everything to YouTube. Um, and we made it, I made it through uh, snow and ice, uh, incredible cloudy periods. The, the ovens that we've invented at GoSun are um, made with evacuated tube solar water heaters. And so they, they absorb a really broad spectrum of light and work extremely well even during like overcast. I mean, I couldn't believe a couple of days that I, I even had hot food to eat. Um, there was there was some small windows where I did get pretty hungry, uh, and uh, you know of course it was raining or snowing or something, uh, and it would go for for hours and hours and hours. So I had a, a liquid only diet. I had a rule where I was allowed to have coffee or beer, but no other nourishing drinks. And mm. uh, I I didn't lose any weight over this whole experience, uh, and it and it gave me a lot more confidence in uh, in the power of our product. Um, again, um, it's an evacuated tube where the cooking's happening inside uh, a vacuum insulated chamber. The vacuum is pulled by the factory, so you know, you know in case you're confused, it, it doesn't actually the food's not in a vacuum; it's surrounded by one, and um, you know, vacuum creates incredible insulation at in just a quarter inch or so. We've got like R99. Uh, insulation value. So it can be freezing cold outside, but yet still be 500 degrees on the inside. And I ended up ending the, the trip up at a, at a ski resort in West Virginia where, you know, it was snowing and uh, I was still able to eat hot meals. I, I think I skipped about three, I wasn't able to eat for about three meals in total after 40 straight days. Uh, but I hit 
three square meals a day for the most part and uh, learned a ton about our technology and kind of led us into uh, creating a version of our technology that also is available at night or indoors and it has a 12 volt heating element inside uh, and what's unique there is that, that that element only pulls 150 watts so you can cook on on uh, a car battery um, we have these portable lithium-ion power banks that are about two pounds and they have enough power to cook an entire meal for about six people without any sunlight again the value there is because the reason why that's possible you know, using one-tenth of the energy of a toaster oven is because it's a vacuum-insulated chamber and, um, and the food is really kept uh, like, a, like a battery of heat inside this deal. So I could, I could cook a meal while it was sunny and then have that meal hot and juicy like six hours later because the vacuum holds that heat so well. Hmm. Well, very cool. Well, as, as you know, charcoal grills impart a certain smoky flavor to their food. You know, it's why a lot of people have very strong opinions on charcoal versus gas. And while charcoal is certainly not a green energy source, you know, some might call it a dirty fuel. It's, it's proponents swear by it. So as you described, you spent so long cooking with solar power. So you could probably speak to this better than anyone. You know, what effect, if any, do your solar ovens have on the taste of the food? It's very authentic. Uh, the The environment where you're cooking is a, it's a tubular oven. Uh, depending on the unit, you have anywhere from two inches round to about five inches round, and uh, the heat is dispersed really generously throughout. So there's not a specific hot area like uh, oftentimes when you're cooking at home or on a grill. All the heat's coming from down below, and so you're constantly uh, flipping things, and then. Um, it keeps things really nice and moist, and, and uh, there, there are ingredients that you apply at the beginning kind of get amplified a little bit like a crock pot. So the flavor that you get out is truly authentic to what you put in. Um, like I've, I've never really tasted some, some foods as well as I have when I cook on the go sun without any uh, spice. You know, just for example, like a baked potato, as long as it's a good ingredient, it will just be... Uh, scrumptious uh, you know um, we found a lot of our customers uh, including um, those living in developing countries we've done a, a lot of work through the United Nations and the Clean Cooking Alliance to bring our product to people that are cooking with wood and charcoal every day I think there's four or uh, sorry three or sorry two billion people I believe the number is 40 percent of humanity roughly uh, and about four million annual deaths uh, due to smoke inhalation because they're often cooking indoors over fire. And um, so we're, we're bringing our technology to these environments, um, hoping to break a cycle of poverty wrapped around solid fuel for cooking. And the biggest learning we've had thus far is a lot of the women were super ecstatic to have an oven at home. If you're cooking over fire in, in a little thin aluminum pot, um, it's really difficult to bake. And so GoSun's a fantastic oven for baking. And uh, so for the first time, they're making birthday cakes for their daughter. Uh, you know, several of them started little micro-enterprises to have little baked goods at the, at the local market because uh, otherwise you'd have to go and buy from the bakery. Uh, and so we're offsetting significant fuel wood consumption and, you know, doing a lot to help human health. 
because our technology is uh, fuel-free, and um, and otherwise pretty much all cooking requires burning. So, um, you know, finally, the, the only thing that we don't do well is like the the darkened, blackened, charcoal sort of smoked flavor or that carcinogenic black stuff that we all love on our meat. Um, hmm. Gosun doesn't get so hot that it that it burns stuff in that way. You can get into the Maillard reaction where you're where you're kind of caramelizing, and if you leave things in there, you can definitely burn them. But uh, what's neat about it is that it doesn't burn, so you you can kind of turn your back on it as the chef. And uh, we have a we have a temperature probe that goes inside the meat, and uh, it will send a notification to your phone when it's ready. So uh, generally, you're going to get things right every time, and have a really nice sort of moist, soft meal like chicken that falls off the bone, as opposed to having to to man the grill and really fester or worry about getting that that perfect crisp. Mm -hmm. And and I I understand that Gosun is is based on your urban farm where product developers and support staff are able to live amongst and test their creations firsthand. It actually sounds a lot like a business incubator, which is pretty neat. Can can you describe this uh, urban farm for for our audience, for people who might not be familiar with it? Are are we talking like full-fledged living quarters with labs and, and the like? Yeah, our office is in a 120-year-old farmhouse, um, and then the basement is a Arduino lab, um, several 3D printers. Um, a nearby barn has our rapid prototyping facility where we're pretty pretty good at wood, plastic, and metal working. Um, the the farm was an old uh, it was an industrial uh, greenhouse operation uh, um, about 100 or about 200 years ago, a bunch of German families settled in this area of Cincinnati, and relying on coal, they were able to create food to, to fuel the local markets, and uh, they left behind a, a bit of a mess. Luckily, it's not on the historical register, so I can go around and clean things up better, um, but it, it's been a really great godsend for me. Um, I'm, I'm, I like to have some space to do our R&D. Uh, there's a ton of experiments going on. We've got a, a pretty robust outdoor kitchen. Um, we're, you know, we're we're always playing around and experimenting with our product, um, and then and then we've got a, a nice annual garden, and we're doing a lot now uh, to plant a forest garden using permaculture techniques. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm heavy into design and kind of the the initial work that needs to go into a project in order to set up long-term success. And uh, permaculture, if your audience hasn't heard of that, it's a pretty neat set of design principles that you apply to land development that uh, kind of focuses on using nature to create more of itself, um, kind of closing, closing the loops of water cycles and soil building and, and you know, compost and waste management. And then you plant things in ways that um, the plants work together in guilds and uh, you create a lot of edge, so there's, there's you know, a fair amount of wildlife down there. And ultimately, you know, we're trying to create something that's going to be easier and more productive over the long haul, letting nature take over. Um, the first few years, which is where we're still, we're still in our, about our third year down there, uh, require a lot of attention and work to get things established. And, um, you know, I think about a decade worth of work to get the berries going and the, and the orchard going. And and then over the long haul, you can sit back and kind of pick the fruits and, and relax a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. 
Now, now speaking of, of projects, can, could you discuss uh, this project where GoSun is, is placing off-grid homes on the farm and building out a disaster response vehicle? You know, what, what's the ultimate goal of that? So the farm is about four acres, and, um, and we're using about an acre for our offices and R&D facilities. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to try to put four homes, uh, and with the right design, um, the right forest gardening, tree planting, they won't even be seen by each other. Um, and, and that's kind of a, a first pilot project with respect to doing tiny house developments. Uh, so this little urban four-acre farm is going to be kind of a, a beacon of, of experiment and, 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 uh, and, and the, the ability to install off-grid homes, which were utility interactive. So they will have most of my homes, since I'm in the city, will have basically a 20-amp single-phase drop, um, you know, real, real easy. I'll probably just use, like, Romex, uh, UF-rated Romex, you know, and trench with a spade shovel. I mean, just very, very simple stuff so that um, the houses can run on single phase. They'll have many splits, uh, and everything's going to be very low energy, very you know, high efficiency. Um, and then the, the ultimate goal on the farm, um, using, using lithium-ion energy storage in um, – in, in vehicles. So uh, something I'm hoping Tesla pulls off soon. They, I know they've been talking. Uh, if they don't, I'll figure it out. Um, storing solar power in the electric vehicle um, and, then, and then being able to draw power out of the electric vehicle if needed so that you create that, that robust, that resiliency. Uh, all of the tiny homes will have a small um, lithium-ion power bank for that same I'm kind of old school when it comes to solar. Uh, when I originally got into it, everything was off-grid. I've been doing solar for over 20 years. And, you know, it, I, I don't hate it, but, but I don't love projects that are just direct grid tie. I mean, it obviously makes a ton of sense when economics are the driving factor for commercial installations. But on a residential scale where, you know, you really want to have some power uh, through, through any event, um, you know, solar's than obvious, and it's a, it's really helpful when it's tied to a small amount of energy storage. So, um, so then you know when it goes to the disaster relief side of of our of our efforts, um, I bought a sprinter van that um, I'm turning into a multi-use vehicle. Uh, so instead of doing like a RV upfit, um, I'm going to make it comfortable enough to sleep with with a with a shower and a kitchen and the bed, but all of that stuff being able to sort of collapse or get out of the way or essentially be removed from the van so that it can remain also um, a, a giant cargo van for hauling disaster relief supplies, uh, for morphing into a mobile kitchen, uh, for you know weekend outings where I want to haul around some toys. Um, so essentially the, the vehicle isn't single purpose and it can remain sort of a work vehicle as well as a, as a, as a camper. And the goal, you know, is ultimately to to be of service uh, and and to um, you know, to see what we can do with solar to to power our lives. Mm. So, you know, Sun's products obviously have a very mainstream consumer application. So, let me let me ask you this: in in a in a broader sense, you know, how will solar become 
more mainstream. You know, I know solar power is booming across the globe in this country. Solar panel installation is one of the, the hottest businesses, but more work remains. So how do solar applications become as prevalent as fossil fuel? I think um, you know, we're, we're seeing solar's disruptive power uh, and, and, you know, it's to the point where um, it's, it's pretty easy to do an installation. Of course, we know that the prices are a lot lower and um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, this, this, these next couple of decades where we see explosive growth where, you know, where solar's found everywhere. Um, and I think that's driven largely by the technology, um, largely by the economics. Um, and, and, you know, if you look at disruptive uh, technology introductions throughout the last century, you see, you see a lot of quick upticks um, where, you know, like a, you know, a washing machine was was invented and maybe it took 10 years or so for it to, to iron out some kinks and then once the you know mainstream audiences was it sort of crossed the chasm from from being only absorbed by early adopters to being uh, adopted by the mainstream uh, early majority it, it sort of explodes and um, and I think that that's an inevitable future um, you know the trends of of the lower pricing and the easier integration uh, amazing electronics, again, paired with uh, lithium-ion batteries have been a real godsend for the solar industry. Um, you certainly don't have to go with, with batteries. They definitely add cost and complexity. But uh, the fact that we now have a battery that's so much more reliable than lead acid uh, has been a big boon. Um, and and um, I think that the, you know, the, that the scale um, of, of sort of educating uh, work work teams labor forces um, the the uh, the ability to meet regulatory issues uh, to be to be safe and to be installed in a um, in a manner that you know everyone's happy you know utilities compliance uh, customers uh, fire marshals um, I think we've finally ironed out all of the kinks in the last uh, well you know again a couple of decades and I've really watched that happen you know from from pretty ragtag uh, figured out as you go uh, installations 20 years ago to to you know kind of ready out of the box type of uh, technology that you just literally just screw it in plug it in you're ready to go and um, and so you know I, I think America definitely struggles with with uh, the conversation around energy because we've been so reliant on fossil fuels um, and we've had very poor leadership that would uh, you know give uh, the appropriate um, attention or incentives uh, directed towards uh, a more efficient uh, renewably powered future um, I think that the people are, are starting to speak um, I don't I don't think that's necessarily true of older generations you know, they have a bit of a stigma that says solar doesn't work um, or solar is too expensive but you know, since this solar is disruptive, it doesn't really work well in in the human cultural uh, sense to understand. We don't really understand exponentiality very well, and 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 we don't understand disruptive technology until you know there's it's adopted and absorbed by everybody on the street, or, or you know we we definitely stick to the status quo or stick to our old thoughts quite well, 
and and that's not serving us very well in this conversation around solar. Uh, you know, open your mind, take another look. It's here. It's cheap. It's easy, and uh, it's tomorrow. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Well, some some very cool stuff. Uh, th- thanks for all the great information, uh, Patrick. Uh, on behalf of uh, PSD, I, I want to thank you for your time, and to our audience, thanks for tuning in.